But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 What's really good, Pastores? Welcome to a special edition of Love War Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Vero, Becky, and Antonio, aka Bananas Defender. This week, we have a very special guest. Everyone, please welcome the newest resident of Montana, Pauly Calafiari. <laughs> hey, Pauly. What's up, y'all? How you doing? How you doing, man? Thank you so Who's much for joining us. Montana. I like the sound of that. <laughs> the sound of that, babe. Wow, so this is this is the bananas defender in the flesh here that I'm looking this at. There is. That's gone. He's uh he's he's got he's got a scruffy beard, he's got a he's got a nice fade, good jawline. Thank you, thank you. I was you. like, what's he look like? <laughs> <laughs> Brown hair. I'm a 20-year-old white Italian kid. It's 20 that, that's what I was gonna go with. Must be Sicilian though. No, nah, uh, okay. All right, well, Naples, same thing, you know, yeah. same coloring. It's the same color. My father's from half Sicilian, half Napolitan. They're all Sicilians. Don't agree, uh, don't think that any other Italian is Sicilian. Sicilians are Sicilians, uh, yeah. and that's it. Everybody else is Italian. All right, okay. so let's kick things off. Let's uh let's start with a little bit of final reckoning. Uh, let me ask you, what do you say to the people that feels your final appearance and final reckoning is illegitimate due to the amount of time that you spent in the Redemption House? The only thing I'll say to everyone is that Redemption House took way more mental fortitude and way more way more mental strength than actually playing the game because I would watch teams come in there. And now this is talking, I spent three, four weeks in the Redemption House. Uh, the whole season was nine weeks, so a little less than half percent. A uh, little less than 50% was spent in the Redemption House. I would watch teams come in there and fall apart in three days. So keeping my partner Natalie and I mentally strong while also trying to figure out a strategy in order to make teams want to pick us if we didn't pull the double cross um, had a lot more game strategy behind it and social strategy behind it than most would think. Uh, the performances, the challenges, those are easy. Uh, eliminations are easy, but having to handle a loss, go back into a redemption house, and then try and fight again, lose again, and have to keep your partner mentally strong, uh, keep yourself mentally strong, uh, it was hard. I mean, and at the end of the day, if you want to illegitimize my performance based on my redemption house, cool. I'm not sitting here trying to say uh, that it shouldn't be illegitimized because I would probably say the same thing as a viewer. I would be like, look, this person spent most of the time in the redemption house. What teams did he actually have to go against? I don't care that he came out of the redemption house and went first place, first place, second place, second place, and blew through a final. Um, you know, he had all the rest time in the world cause he wasn't doing it, but that's kind of why I made it a point to come into this following season guns blazing, so to speak. 
Definitely understandable. So in the whole Redemption House, excluding Kyle and Natalie, who are your favorites and your least favorite residents of the Redemption House? Oh, obviously, um, when CT came in there, he was one of my one of my favorites. Him and I bought, actually got to spend the most time together because him, Veronica, me and Natalie, I think, were there for a full week before people came in being part of the Redemption House. And then obviously Tori and Derek. I had a prior relationship with Tori and Derek. So they were fun to be in there. Um, honestly, that was it. When Kara came in there, I kind of had to play it cool because Kyra was already in there. And he, I already had him convinced <laughs> to pick. I already had him convinced to pick Natalie and I. So Kara coming in there, like the first thing I said to her, I was like, stay away from me. I was like, I don't need any jealousy happening where he changes his mind and doesn't want to pick me because I have him convinced to pick me and I want to go against him to beat him. So when you were in the actual challenge house itself, how do you feel like the other cast members treated you? Well, I mean, at the time that Natalie and I entered the game in Final Reckoning, everybody was trying to be super nice because it was a battle of numbers. Um, I had made a deal with Zach and Brad to go in there and protect Johnny as best I could. So as soon as I went in there, lined myself up with Johnny, Tony, obviously Cara was part of that. And Marie, Natalie, I told her to play a social game, be nice with everybody on the other side as well. Uh, Cause they were going to be looking to see where the numbers fell. Unfortunately, first challenge back, that was a win. It didn't really matter where we threw our votes. Everybody voted for Johnny anyway. He went in and and lost. So then Natalie and I had to kind of fend for ourselves. We knew that protecting Cara was our number one um, priority other than ourselves. And then looking at everybody else, we were kind of like, all right, well, what do we have to do to stay alive? Win. Well, definitely looks like things worked out for you. So, <laughs> all right. It worked, so, out. It worked <laughs> out. So, according to People Magazine and Us Weekly, your Christmas break was really exciting. Uh, uh, let me ask you this: worst. How, how did you, Paulie Califiori? How did you yourself deal with the fallout from the scandal? Honestly, it was uh, it was brutal. It was. Uh, the only way I could describe it is it's like, you know, when you when you have I mean, it was I don't want to compare it to death, but it was like it's almost like the it was the shock of death because it was like, you know, you have a family member that let's say you love and then all of a sudden they're ripped from you. Um, that's exactly what it felt like. It was like uh, everything was so amazing coming out of War of the Worlds. Vacation was going amazing. And then, boom, all this stuff got dropped. and someone that I loved very dearly was just ripped right from me. Uh, and it was right during the holiday season. Uh, and it, it really crushed me. I mean, I, I, I was at a pretty, I was at a very low point, you know, I kind of felt like I was being my, I kind of feel like my vulnerability was taken advantage of by Lori and by, you know, Danielle at the time, like with being like, you got to do this, you got to do that. If you ever want to have a chance to be with Carr again, if you ever want to do this, and it's like, all that stuff just messing with my head. I felt like a lot of the castmates that jumped in on it, they saw it um, as a moment of vulnerability as well for me because I don't really show many moments of vulnerability, especially when I'm playing the game. Uh, and eventually when I put on the facade in on this, in the social media front of fuck everybody, 
Um, so it was definitely a vulnerable moment. And I think a lot of people jumped on that vulnerable moment and tried to take advantage of it. Uh, and it was probably, you know, I, I wouldn't, I've hit my rock bottom before and that exactly wasn't rock bottom, but it was pretty close to getting back there, um, from an emotional standpoint. Cause it's like, I felt like I finally found that person that I connected with on all levels. And even though mistakes were made on my part in the, in the early phases of the relationship, I felt as though bringing it up and bringing it out at the time in the manner that it was, was not only meant as an attack on, you know, mine and Cara's relationship. I think it was a little bit vindictive in terms of wanting to hurt Cara. Cause I think they both saw that Cara finally felt a certain way about me. Uh, and I think it was definitely meant to hurt me cause they saw how I felt about Cara at that point in time. So uh, it was definitely hard. Uh, the backlash was hard, but, um, you know, I focused on the things like exercise. Um, I focused on the things that I felt were important, like, uh, owning up to it, uh, making things right with Cara on the private sense, not really making it known how I was doing it, what I was doing. Cause I didn't want people to think that I was only doing it for, um, the, the reasons that everybody was trying to say that I was doing it. So it was, it was hard because Danielle didn't want to, Danielle and Lori didn't want to just ruin my relationship. They tried to ruin my future in the challenge by trying to discredit the reasons why I wanted to be on the challenge. Um, which my reasons are for pure competitive reasons, um, pure like satisfaction of getting that high of being an athlete again, um, and winning and wanting to leave behind something that I can be like, look, I was a professional athlete. I got injured. I didn't get to leave behind that legacy, but I went on the challenge. I competed by the time I'm done. I want to have a name that says this and I can transition it into, um, the other things that I love doing like fitness and, uh, motivational speaking and all that. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Uh, did you see a very fucked up side of me? Yes, because I was an emotional wreck. And most people, when they're emotional wrecks, don't seem sane at all and don't seem uh, <laughs> in their right mind at all. But that's why most of the time when people go through shit, nobody knows about it because it's not aired out everywhere. Um, so the fact that this was so aired out, um, I think was meant to kind of cripple me, cripple Kara, cripple our relationship, cripple us in the challenge. Um, so once we finally got out of it and are now able to look back on it, we're, you know, we're happy where we are now. Yeah, that's dope. I think we're definitely starting to see your actions catch up to the things that you say. But one of the things that I've been really personally interested in is how did you earn Carver's trust back? And, you know, how did you win her back? You know, speaking as a guy who may have made a mistake or two in the past, uh... I just want to know how you pulled this off. <laughs> oh. When you do things, you got to do things for, for pure reasons. You have to put your ego aside. Uh, and you have to like really truly ask yourself, like, is it, is it worth it? Because if you ask, if you ask yourself, like, is it worth it? Why am I doing these things? Uh, is it just to save face? Is it just to do this? Then, then you're really not doing things for the right reasons and people can see through that. And, and then you end up holding resentment after the fact for kind of being like, wow, why the fuck did I jump through all these hoops? You know, if I didn't really care about the person. So my thing was just a owning up to everything that I did wrong, putting my, putting my ego aside, uh, for the reasons why I felt as though Lori and Danielle did, did it in the manner that they did. Um, only because it's like, 
I had wanted to handle it privately between the three of us. And that wasn't the case. Uh, and it never seemed like it was going to be the case. Uh, so I just, I just apologized. Um, I thought of really cute, uh, romantic gestures to do, uh, while the distance was there. Cause I kind of timed it when I knew she would be coming back from Boston to Montana. Uh, so that packages would arrive at her door, like every single day of the week, uh, leading up to a ticket that was already booked to Montana from when we came back from War of the Worlds. Uh, it was already booked there. You know, the first thing was trying to convince her, hey, is it still cool if I come out? You know, like, I just want to face-to-face put everything on the table, uh, apologize, own up to everything, you know, do whatever it takes to kind of at least have closure with what it was. So the first thing that I had to do was prepare myself for never being able to be with her again, which was a hard pill to swallow. Um, so that I was going there purely for the closure reasons. Um, then, you know, having all the gifts that I had planned that all had little nuances of, uh, things that were special to us, planning those out, uh, before I even considered getting out here, I wanted to make things right with her parents. Uh, so I drove all the way up to Boston, um, to meet with her, her, her father, stepmother and her mother, uh, and even cousins, aunts, uncles to apologize and to, and to say, look, the, you know, I know that this was a bad situation. I know it was very public, but these are my intentions for your daughter. This is who I am. Uh, we, you know, this is what I intend on doing with my life. Um, during while we're doing the challenges after the challenges are done, you know, just letting them know that like, I have my vision of what my life should be giving them a little bit of insight into like what my past was in terms of work and what I gave up in order to do this and why Cara was different than any other girl that I've been with and why I wanted to be with her. Um, making it right with her parents was huge. Once I got out here planning a lot of physical romantic things. Like I planned like this huge night of like different, it was kind of like a scavenger hunt, but like a verbal scavenger scavenger hunt where I like wrote out notes that I would like slip to the waiters and the bartenders throughout the night to like pass to us during the night and pretend like it was Batman, uh, giving us pointers for the night. Um, so then, uh, it led to different parts of the night that had meaning from when I was out in Montana previously, like the first bar she ever took me to, the first restaurant she ever took me to, uh, ending at like this, this I wouldn't say it's a mountain, but a big hill that overlooked the entire city of Bozeman, uh, where I just kind of got down on my knees, I guess, and just kind of laid it all in line of how I felt about her and, and um, you know, how, how I wanted to make things right and how I wanted to work towards getting her trust back and how she was the one that I wanted. So it was a long long process and uh you know to get to where we are now where it's like i'm out here um and you know we're spending all this time together and we're, and we're back at a point where you know we're strong um but just kind of appreciating each other more and appreciating what we have more and but i did it <laughs> and I, I packed up my stuff i literally drove across the country in my sports car which is not good for driving on ice and snow um and literally just moved moved out here well that definitely sounds like a lot of work do you have anything that would like be less than that 
<laughs> that can help me out. <laughs> uh, hey man, you know, if, if you, honestly, like handwritten letters, like I wrote handwritten letters. Um, I got her flowers. Um, making things heartfelt, making it seem like it's not just something that you've ever that you've done with other women. Um, so I made sure everything I did was something that I never did before with another woman so that she couldn't sit there and be like, oh, well, you know, you've just done this every time you've been in the doghouse. Like she wasn't able to say that because all the things that I did for her were things that I had never done before. I, I play the guitar. I, you know, I'm learning <laughs> songs for her that I haven't perfected yet for me to surprise her randomly and perform them for her. Possibly naked with the guitar cover. What you got? I got to cover that part because I can't just give it right away. If that's if that's the if that's the if that's stealing the deal, that's gotta stay hidden. <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. Oh, that's cute. So, how do you deal with the constant attacks on Kara, um, especially by people that are friendly with you, like Amanda and Day? Uh, the way I handle it is this. I call everyone who's friends with me privately and I say, hey, don't know why this is happening. If you guys aren't adult enough to talk about it one-on-one out of respect for me as a friend, I'm asking you to stop. And if you don't stop, then I'm going to be forced to choose between my relationship and my friendship. And I'm always going to pick my relationship and then that would that would suck because you know for certain people it's like look we've come a long way since where we started uh for other people it's more like hey we've never had a problem um you know and there and i always try and explain like look there's other ways to go about having a rivalry with someone like you don't need to get so personal with the attacks you don't need to make it constant every single thing that is said and done doesn't need to be taken so personally and so seriously, um, try and look at it from the other person's perspective. I say the same things um, to them that I would say to Cara, that I would try and say to myself, that Cara says to me. Um, and, I, and we always try to put ourselves in the other people's shoes and kind of be like, all right, well, maybe if we're not pouring gasoline on a flame, maybe the flame will go out. If we're not adding fuel to a fire, maybe the fire will go out. And then we'll see like what it really is about and see like what their word actually means. Because to me, it's like everybody else, they're not adding value to your life. If they're not, you know, bringing up your sum, then, you know, you guys, you got to cut people loose and that's it. You know, wake up every day looking to cut people loose if they're not adding value to your life. Facts. That's a good way to look at it. That's, I think that's very mature of you. And speaking of people who's definitely known to mature, let's talk about Johnny Bananas. So <laughs> the, the, the banana man himself. We're right. gonna we're gonna we're gonna start this this early. All right. Oh yeah, no, no, we're gonna jump right into it. <laughs> one of my one of my most favorite tweets in recent history came from you on February on February twentieth. You tweeted to bananas. Well, you just tweeted it out there, but we all knew who it was about. And it said, in case anyone was confused. I don't need a rivalry with a washed-up legend who can't win anymore. And as far as I'm concerned, the throne is unprotected, vacant, and waiting for a new king. I mean, that was, that was fucking ballsy, if I've ever seen one. Now, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of some of the things that were said about you on Challenge Mania. A couple of things did stick out to me. Is that, you know, Bananas doesn't want to be compared to you. 
called you a super fan and you're assessed, uh, claims that you're hated because of your offshore behavior, questions your motives uh, in the game and with Carver. Uh, you're obsessed. You want followers, making a name, being relevant, using Carver to enhance your image. Your fingerprints are all over the demise of his and Carver's relationship and says that you're manipulating Carver. So I ask you, as judge, jury, and executioner, how do you answer these charges? <laughs> judge, jury, and executioner. You know, as someone who always watched um, the show, uh, I think that a lot of the challengers, Johnny specifically, they try to throw the whole super fan thing in my face in order to discredit the fact that I'm a student of the game. That's um, not a bad thing, to Right. It, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a bad thing. It's essentially when Johnny says that, I don't take it as an insult, but I feel as though the fans should take it as an insult because what fan wouldn't want to compete on the challenge? And I almost feel as though I speak for the fans in the sense of I'm a fan that made it on the show and I'm now competing in the place of like all the people watching. Um, that's just how I look at it. Um, I think that that's just an insult. Uh, Johnny, when he has enemies, he tries to say that his enemies are obsessed with him. Um, when in actuality, it's like, I never had a problem with Johnny. I never went into the season looking to go against Johnny. The only thing I ever did to Johnny was beat him in an elimination, um, which he tried to make excuses for after the fact of saying like there was another elimination, which um, my thing with Johnny is I've always respected him. Um, I lost my respect for him when I didn't think I had a problem with him. And I went and saw him after final reckoning and he just kind of, he didn't say one word to me. And I was like, I didn't know we had a problem. And then the following day, it was me, him and Durrell sitting in a, you know, at a bar and he still wouldn't say a word to me. And I'm sitting there kicking it with Durrell, talking to Durrell and he starts trash talking like these new generation kids, they do this, they do this for followers. And I was like, Johnny, I know you're not talking about me. I was like, cause I came there to compete. And he's like, no, I am talking about you. And I was like, Johnny, I was like, we're not in the challenge. I was like, I will, fucking punch you in the mouth right now i was like and that'll be the end of it and then he stormed off stormed off like a little baby started messaging car right away being like fuck this kid go on this dating show and oh, make wow. sure you fuck someone um you know oh, he's, shit. He's this he's that so then i'm like i'm like all right so now i see who this asshole is you know constantly was always having to say in this and i never tweeted anything negative against him while final reckoning was airing at all then there was another event that was happening in New Jersey and I was the bigger man because Johnny's manager reached out to car being like, Hey, I know Paulie's going to come. Like, you know, can he just like squash the beef with Johnny and do all this stuff? And I was like, I didn't do anything wrong. I was like, but you know what? I was like, I'll be the bigger man. I'll go there and I'll be like, Johnny, you know what? I don't know what I did in final reckoning, but if I did anything to insult you, I apologize. Let's go into this next season and let's be cool. You're friends with Cara which means I'm not going to come after you. You know what I mean? There's going to come a certain point in the game where we know we're going to target each other, but it is what it is. You're not my first target. You're not my first choice. You know who I'm coming after. One of those people isn't you. Just make sure you don't team up, you know, and, and make it known with Kyle and Zach that you're coming after me. You know, we get in the house and boom, all of a sudden rumors start flying that, you know, Johnny is already planning it out with Kyle and Zach you know, how he's going to target me because he needs car back under his control and all this stuff. And it's like, I never, I never understood why friendships and relationships had to be a competition. Uh, then coming out of the house, I, you know, 
I had multiple conversations with him on the phone, you know, when everything was all good, you know, and joking around with him. And, you know, like he tweets things at me and, you know, he says, look, man, I got to do things to stir the pot in order to keep people talking about the challenge until the next season airs. And I'm like, all right, man, like, I get it. Like, I, I got to learn how to do that better because I'm a little bit too real and cutthroat. And I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know how to make it like a joke. You know, like I take it personal. So I'll come back at you with something personal. Um, but then I started to notice that when everything was going down, he was going in on a bunch of Instagram things and always commenting on it and tweeting and always, and like always inserting himself on, you know, whether it was a challenger trashing me, he'd comment, he'd endorse it. Whether it was about the relationship, he'd endorse the whole moving on thing. And I'm like, what, what is this guy's fucking deal? So then I finally snapped and I tweeted something on a challenge thing where like Wes was in his face and I was like, Oh, classic Johnny talking shit, but can't do anything about, it. you know? And then that started him coming at me, which then started his whole spiel of like, Oh, this kid's obsessed with me. Let me compare him to this, you know, and I'll make one thing clear. I mean, I don't need Johnny bananas for a rivalry. I don't need Johnny bananas to make a name for myself in the game. I win. I perform. I don't need, you know, Cara to advance myself in the game. I'm with Cara because I want to be with Cara. If anything, in Final Reckoning, Cara caused me a whole lot of problems, you know, in terms of, in terms of all that. You know, coming into this next season, War of the Worlds, me and Cara being together only put a bigger target on our back. You know what I mean? And I'm sorry, but Cara's followers didn't get me all those wins. Cara's followers didn't have me make it to a final, make it out of Redemption House. Cara's followers didn't have me perform in every challenge so far this season. Um, and, you know, I just personally think that Johnny knew when he got eliminated. So it's like he was planning for something uh, to always have in his back pocket. If I ever talk smack about him uh, and you, and you notice, he says it about Wes, he says it about Hunter. He says it about TYB. Maybe there are some people who are obsessed with him, but I think he brings it on himself because I was never an enemy of Johnny. He made me an enemy of his by kind of being like, you know, I mean, he had the option. Align yourself with me, who is a competitor who can win, or choose to go the other route. And I think he uses the whole bananas versus everybody as a cop out. I think it's an excuse because I think he gives himself a predetermined excuse for why he's going to lose when he enters every season. Um, and I just want him finally own up, work harder, admit when he loses the reasons why he loses. Not like, oh, Zach this, oh, Zach that. It's more <laughs> of like, bro, you couldn't even climb the wall. I watched you not be able to climb the wall. Like, you got to train harder in the offseason. If you're Johnny Bananas and you're supposed to be the great, the GOAT, and you want to get that elusive seventh title, change your game, dude. Like, you got to change your game. Like, you can make friends. You don't have to go in there hating people or having people hate you. Like, Wes is going in there, and he's playing a game, and he's, and he's masterminding a game. You're telling me Johnny can't do the same thing if he put his mind to it, if he aligned himself with the right people, if he put his ego aside to be like, hey, I know I'm hard to deal with, but I need your help. But he doesn't want to admit that he needs help, and he does need help. Cause he can't win challenges the way he used to. And he sure as hell can't win eliminations period. And everyone knows that. No, no, I I definitely get that. That's an astute observation. I honestly hope that hopefully bananas this time could be the bigger person 
put the current and past beef aside. Hopefully, you guys can work together in the future because I know you're a beast. He's a beast. And I know a lot of the fans, a lot of the car fans that like you and like bananas, and they would want to see that too. But I know personal stuff carries more than challenge stuff, and, and I w- can't always have the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, no, I, I understand. I mean, I'd love for it to work. My my rebuttal to everything Johnny says is I'm like, dude, why were you not so outspoken in Final Reckoning? Like when Kyle was treating Car like trash, like you endorsed Car. It's like. Kyle punched the wall next to Carr's head. Kyle was emotionally fucking with her head. He was he was physically he physically fucking put her put his hands on her in the redemption house. You know what I mean? And it's like if you're supposed to be her best friend and like a brother, which to be honest, he's only really worked with Kara Vendettas and Final Reckoning. They were enemies before that. Nice. So my thing is, if you're going to be so outspoken about me and you're going to try and call me toxic and you're going to try and say I'm there for the wrong reasons, Cara has told me numerous times that Kyle and Johnny have had conversations like in vendettas. They had conversations being like, oh, you know, like you got to protect me and Cara because we're the faces of the show. You got to help us get further. And, you know, Kyle came into vendettas with a girlfriend, that girl that he's been dating this whole time. He had a girlfriend on vendettas. He had a girlfriend on Final Reckoning. He has a girlfriend he had a girlfriend coming into War of the Worlds. You know what I mean? So he does research and he was actually going in there with a motive to hook up with Kara for fame, for followers, for furthering himself in the game. And I didn't mm. use a social game to make it to my first final. I'm not using a social game this season to make it at all. And my thing is, Johnny, if you're going to come at me, have that same energy with everybody else. And if you're going to say that I'm obsessed, then don't tweet things to try and poke me and then when i finally respond throw your hands up in the air and be like oh just another person trying to clout chase then when you get a response you fall back on oh man just so you have an excuse for that like don't you can't compare me to devin devin fucking sucks (laughs) (laughs) well we can definitely tell you that devin's not at the highest of the athletic committee there so (laughs) we are we are definitely on board with that uh so like, I would I, never follow Johnny around a house and fucking like my gameplay. Like I try to mentally fuck with people. So like, yeah, if I was going to come after someone, I would do it the same way that I am doing to Kyle this season. He said he had an alliance. If I can't get him out, I'm going to isolate him. I'm going to remind him every day I'm coming for him. And I'm going to be like, look, there's no breathing. And that's it. You know, like I'll, before I go to bed, I'll walk into the room and be like, hey, just so you know, I'm coming after you. And uh, that's how it's going to be. I only feel like the reason why he is aligned with Kyle is because he wants numbers. And I feel like because there's such a big UK cast coming in, I think Kyle's the first one to have that, those numbers coming in right away. So that's just my opinion on it. I'm not sure if it's true or not. That's the way I see it. That's, maybe that's why. Yeah. Do I like Kyle? No. No one but, does. Yeah. Does anybody? I, I saw his story of him hanging out with Kyle in England. I was like, why Kyle of all people? Like, you couldn't pick anyone else in England to hang out with? Um, I just feel like the way, the reason why he does like being compared to you is I feel like just because you are new and since he has those 18 seasons under his belt, like, I feel like he wants someone that like has more seasons under his under their belt. And I feel like if someone starts comparing to someone, I feel like that means they're on their way out. And I feel like he doesn't think he's on their way out. Because, like, let's just say if you, right now people are comparing young quarterbacks to Tom Brady because everyone knows Tom Brady's on his way out and retiring. 
So if you start doing that in the challenge house and competitors, people might think, oh, so if he's taking my role and I'm on my way out, then who the fuck am I? That's the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, I th- I just think it's like, you know, if you got someone like CT who's like, look, how realistically, how many more of these can I do? I've got a kid. I've got a wife. You know, he's like, if there's somebody who I would want to groom, why not you? You know what I mean? Like Johnny can leave behind his legacy by maybe grooming the next great challenger. And that's why I feel like he shouldn't get offended um, when people use comparisons because comparisons are a form of flattery. It means that people see something in someone else. It may not be the full thing because I'm, I'm definitely, if you look at Johnny's first two seasons, I am the complete opposite of his first two seasons. You know what I mean? Yeah, there are, yeah I agree. There are, there are similarities in the sense where it's like Johnny will literally in a game create a lie on a spot just to fuck with people's heads. I he see said. no problem doing that. You know what I mean? And he's, very, he's, very, he's really good at it. I mean, a lot of the things that he's done has paved the way the same way. A lot of the things that Wes has done, CT has done Darrell. Even if you look at the girls, like, you know, Cara, Emily, um, Anissa, right. Um, they, like certain people, like they've left stamps on the game. So it's like, I'm not trying to copy anybody's playbook, but any great person, if you look at a great coach, a great athlete, right. They take little pieces and styles from people that they want to emulate and they make it their own and then they go. So like, I feel as though if I'm reminding people of challenge OGs, it's not a bad thing, but at the end of the day, I'm going to become my own person. I'm going to pave my own path. So speaking of all the vets, which one would you want to be your mentor in the house? I mean, man, it's hard. I mean, initially I would, I would love, I would love to be CT obviously because he was one of my favorites. Um, you know, but I like, I, I don't know if I'd be able to pick one. Like I would love to have West, you know, from it, from the standpoint of strategy, um, you know, the fact that he thinks like 10 steps ahead, um, you know, Johnny more so in the sense of like, it's impressive what he does in order to market himself. It's impressive what he does in the sense of how he can say things that are so fucked up, but it comes across as jovial. Um, it comes across as, as in good fun. You know what I mean? Like there's not one thing that comes out of my mouth, even if I say it in a joking way and I mean it in all sincere joking, like it literally comes out as if I'm coming for your jugular every single time. There's no way I can get around it. Um, it's an unfortunate thing. Um, you know, from Johnny in the sense of like the stirring the pot sense, you know, he puts himself in these crazy fucking situations where like a whole house is yelling at him, you know, and he does it and for his own enjoyment, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I like that aspect of it. I would kind of turn to Johnny for like a mentorship in the sense of, Hey man, like, how do you handle yourself? Like in your, you know, when everybody's just kind of coming at you from all ends, you know, like you always kind of seem to, stay quiet at the right times. You know when to throw a tweet out there that kind of diffuses a situation that seems very fucked up, right? From Wes, Mm. mastermind, strategy, all this stuff. CT, um, just kind of like being the overall transitional phase that I would want to see myself do where it's like, he's had multiple talks with me being like, dude, you're like way too fucking hot-headed. Like you remind me way too much of myself. And like, I'm trying to 
get you to not think that way because you know you may blind yourself when you're going after your enemies and your targets. So this is what I'm trying to get you to see the game like. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of what I do and a lot of what I say and a lot of the ego that everybody sees is a facade that essentially protects me from the social media critique from the other challengers who look for vulnerability. Um, so I never like to let anybody see that I'm a real person. So if everybody wants to look at me, I put on that ego, that facade, because I want, it's no fun if everybody's rooting for me, you know, like it's more fun if there's people who are rooting for my downfall, because then it makes me work harder in the gym, in the off season. It makes me work harder, like to do, to push the envelope. Um, I kind of do that to myself because I feel like if everybody loved me, I myself would become lazy because I'd be like, what's the point of doing of doing well? Because everybody loves me. It, it's no it's no fun. There's no competition there. I want people to hate me because it drives me and my ego protects me from the hate that they spew out, whether it's about me, my relationship, my off season. I mean, my off camera antics, um, which essentially are just mistakes. Let's be honest. What fucking challenger hasn't lied or fucking made a mistake when it comes to a relationship. So for Johnny, the king of all cheaters, the king of all, you know, manipulators to like have a comment on my relationship. Johnny himself is a sociopath for him to call me a sociopath. Johnny himself is narcissistic for him to call me narcissistic. It's almost like pot meat kettle, you know, like oh. I'm not doing anything that you haven't done for Johnny to come out and be like, the challenge is all he's got. Well, it's like, bro, up until a couple seasons ago, the challenge was all you had too. Like, thank God first look came around. <laughs> like, what, like, what's wrong with the challenge being all somebody has, bro? It worked out well for you. <laughs> those are facts. <laughs> that was, or, or those are definitely facts. But I definitely understand that um, uh, you definitely like going against adversity. Oh, you're, trying to get, you're trying to not get me casted. Well, fine. I'm going to make sure you go home early every season. So MTV is like, why are we paying this motherfucker as large as guarantee? Like, mm. they, like, you got more to lose than I do if you go home early. You know, I'm cheap compared to you, bro. Like, MTV is always going to choose me and my cheapness over your ass if you go home early. This is the only time you could say that you're being, that you're cheap, then it's a positive thing. Exactly. You know? like, but, I, but I, it's like, I know, I know my worth, but I'm not arrogant in that sense where it's like i'm gonna go to mtv and be like yo i should i should be paid as much as johnny bananas because i also pay homage to the people that paid paved the way you know and i get caught between the mentality of like is this a sport or should i treat this like wwe because in the sports mentality it's like you know i mean if, if you're if you're overpaid and you ain't performing get out i'm really glad you went there because the way i look at the at the challenge is definitely a sports mentality when people ask me who do I like, I'd be like, yeah, I'm Team Cara, but I root for Team Cara like I root for, you know, the New York Yankees or the New York Giants. And since we're there, you know, I listened to you in Challenge Mania and uh, you highly offended me because, you know, I'm a New York Giants fan and we're going through a tough time right now. And man, I, I we feel just like you can't be coming. Oh my we God. Let's go, Jets. No, no, you know, I'm talking about the Jets. I mean, it, it, it's been tough. I'm loud on social media about my love for the New York Giants, maybe not so much on Twitter, but you know, I just felt really hurt. You know, e Eli is all we got. We got to go. I know, I know Eli, Eli is all we got, but you know, my comparison to that was it's just like there's a lot of Giants fans that are sitting there being like, we need a new quarterback, you know, That's because sad. it's like, when you when you root for a team, like you're not gonna sit there and if your team is losing because you know, like if if you know, 
if the Patriots didn't continue to like groom all their players, like they wouldn't have replacements for them in order to stay successful. And everybody would be calling for the coach's head, the management's head and all that stuff. So it's like, when I look at challenge fans, I'm like, do you guys really appreciate when people play the role of the villain, like a WWE superstar where people play the role of a hero, like a WWE superstar, but then you hold on to certain players and certain OGs in a different way than you would a sports team that you support. So like you're a New York Giants fan, Eli, you know, he hasn't been producing. He gave us those two Super Bowl rings, but what's he done? You know, like we, we <laughs> need a new quarterback. You know what I mean? Like that that's that's it. But that's also a New York City mentality when it comes to supporting their sports teams, where it's like we always want the best. So if you're not performing, get out. I actually saw some tweets where people are like, can production please rig it so that the OGs don't lose? And I'm like, is that mind blowing? Like, do you actually want to rig it so that OGs like win so that they stay on the show? Like, you don't want to see people compete to be the best. Like, like I, I should just go fuck myself right now. If you want to, you want to rig it so that I can't win off of my pure ability, then I, I should just get the fuck out. You know? You mentioned the people who cheer for the challenge, you know, the big fans. And um, the challenge definitely has a big following on Twitter. Um, th- there's a lot of fans, or as we like to call them, you know, the stands, the people who are just die hard, die hard. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, social media has become a huge factor in the challenge as years gone by. And some of these stands have become stars. And some of them, you know, are great support systems for some of the cast members. And others are only there to participate in the degrading, the, the, the bashing, the hate, and the nastiness. What is your overall opinion on Stan Twitter? When I came when I came off the Big Brother, I was loved, I was hated. I made it a point to tell all my fans or stands, I said if I catch anyone spewing like vile nastiness. And now I was getting hit with the worst, the worst of the worst. Um the girl I was dating at the time was getting hit with the worst of the worst. Like people were using like racial slurs um, to describe her, people were saying that, you know, she, you know, she like really fucked up things. And I said to my fans, I was like, we have to be an example that like love outweighs hate. And there's a way to support and there's a way to kill people who are attacking. Like you can attack the people who are attacking us with positivity, with facts, with certain things like attacking people's looks, attacking people's things. Um, when I saw other castmates do things, I feel as though stand twitter they take it too much upon themselves uh personally to get invested in the people they support almost like you know like i, I was just watching uh leaving neverland and just to see like how crazy like how crazy michael jackson fans were it's like i can that like i love bruno mars like love him right? <laughs> i would never ever like cry if bruno mars touched me I would never like <laughs> cry if Bruno Mars was in a car driving by me being like, oh my God, Bruno. Like, so Stan Twitter and like what I've kind of what I've kind of noticed in my breakdown of it is I feel like there's there's Stan groups. They appoint a leader of their Stan group that is supposed to be the spokesperson. They get in their group chats, they chat about what's going on, they chat about how they want to attack. They chat about when they want to attack Then They try and get themselves involved with the person that they are standing to get the approval. Like, Hey, just so you know, if you put out a subtweet like this, we're going to jump all over it. Cause we know what you're talking about. And we're going to slam all these people. 
if you come after this person, we're going to jump all over it and we're going to slam these people. And I feel like it's become like this competitive thing where the stands themselves almost compete with one another uh, for pride and bragging rights to be like, oh, I get to talk to this person in their DMs. Oh, I get to, you know, I get to lead the charge in the trashing of this person. Um, And it's become this intricate system. It's almost like very... It's almost interesting if you like if you wanted to do a documentary about some do it about Stan Twitter like for fuck's sake oh, Netflix oh, we know do something on Stan Twitter because it's like we know <laughs> I'm not gonna lie because when you said that you wouldn't cry I, I I told them if for some reason I saw Car on there that I may need to take a moment because I might actually start crying so you just made fun of me <laughs> <laughs> no I, it's like I, I'm not gonna it's nothing to make fun of because like I I just I don't understand it like I mean my brother my brother would do meet and greets and like the little 13 year old girls would like show up shaking, like crying and all that stuff. Like being like, Oh my God, Cody, you're so gorgeous. And I'm just like, he is, he really is. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it's like, and I can understand, I can understand um, fighting for what people stand for, what you want them to stand for. And I can understand like, like I had my role models growing up that like molded me into who I was. But I think I've just been exposed to so much throughout my life and even in the social media world that I've just kind of I've become calloused towards it all. And, um, you know, like Stan Twitter, it's amazing, but it's also detrimental because um, logic is sometimes completely taken out of arguments. And (laughs) and it doesn't matter, like somebody you can stand someone so hard and they can be like, well. I murdered this person, but I had my reasons behind it. And they'll be like, and they'll be like, yeah, that's right. They fucking deserved it. Fuck that person ever. You know, like, and this is what, why I kind of laugh and I take it with a grain of salt because I kind of see it when it comes to Car and myself and when it comes to, you know, I mean, like, doesn't matter. People will lose, use logic when it comes to anything else. But when it comes to us or when it comes to me specifically, it's like, well, it's okay. I don't agree with treating people terribly, but you can treat Paulie terribly because he's a piece of shit. You know what I mean? So it's like morals <laughs> and logic get thrown out the window when it comes to Stan Twitter because it's on a base to it's on a, a, a like a base to base thing. You know what I mean? It's like it's like man, don't attack uh, don't attack Bear for having three girlfriends. You know, because like look, he's funny and shit. But it's like, but Paulie though, on the other hand, like he's he's a piece of shit. And like, even though he he lied, he's also a rapist, a murderer, oh, abusive, and all oh, this shit. Like, it like the list doesn't st- like. I'm not shocked at anything that gets said about me at this point. Like, it's it's so funny to me because I can laugh. I can sit there and be like, I can go to car and be like, Hey, babe, look at what this person's saying. And she can look at me and be like, Hey, babe, look at what this person's saying. I'm like, It's mind blowing. And um, what's annoying is the um, the people who the stand Twitter, they, who they stand, they, they use it to their advantage and they leverage it. And I don't find that cool because then they are able to perpetuate whatever lie they come up with. And they're able to perpetuate whatever narrative they come up with. And now talk about two, three people, four people banding together, they can create their own narrative of whatever they want. And I don't know if you guys ever listened to Wes on his first Challenge Mania podcast where he talked about the reason why everybody looks at him a certain way is because back in the day, Johnny had uh, Evan and Kenny and a whole bunch of people saying the same thing about Wes, and then you only had Wes, 
saying his side of the story. So anybody watching is going to see five things compared to Wes's one thing. And they're going to be like, oh, well, if all these five people are saying Wes is a piece of shit, Wes is a piece of shit. But if Wes mm. is sitting there being like, well, these are my reasons why I'm going after these people because of X, Y, Z, people are going to say like, you could already see it with how people are trying to do it when it comes to mine and Kyle's situation, right? They try and spew it and be like, it's because uh, Kara thinks of Kyle during sex. It's because Kara's obsessed with this. It's like, no, it's because I spent all my time in a redemption house because he was obsessed over me. And I'm choosing to target all these people because they talked all this shit about me and they made fun of me. And now this is me paying them back, being like, you said all this shit. I'm here now, motherfuckers. What's good? So with that being said, do you have any accounts that you particularly like or dislike? Like, are there any particular favorites that you guys actually like to look at? I mean, I like, I like seeing, you know, how, how everybody interacts and the support and, you know, how people kind of support each other and stand Twitter. Um, I tell, I tell Carl all the time. I think some of her fans are way too savage. Um, and I, and I say, I say to her all the time, I'm like, I'm like, look, I was like, you know, I'll, I say, I don't know if you're talking to them or not, but I was like, you know, you know, tell them like, you know, they need to be taken down a couple notches, you know, like I, like I look at, I look at challenge T, um, and I'm like, man, like motherfucker is a little bit too outspoken and too confident you know, with how he, how he approaches things and how he shades people, um, and who he supports. Um, but I understand it and I get it. But now what I say to the Stan Twitter is those of you who get the support and you get the likes and, and follows and retweets, maybe you get a little bit of a glimpse into what we have to go through in terms of people having an opinion about the content you post, uh, people attacking you, uh, for no reason. You know, I mean, look, we got, we got the bananas defenders here, right? You know, like people who don't like bananas are going to attack him. People who uh -huh. don't like Cara are going to attack Cara Maria defender, Cara Maria T. I, you know, it's just, it's just is what it is, you know? So like, maybe you guys get a little glimpse and maybe you guys can be a voice of reason and logic and not attack so viciously, but attack logically. Like if you want to attack people, Attack them logically and always look at everything from a third party perspective. Like you, like bananas defender, you can love Johnny. You can have his back 100%. Look at things from a third party perspective. What motive would anybody have behind everything that comes out of their mouth? I'm not asking people to believe anything that comes out of my mouth. Look at it from a third party perspective, right? I like the fact that people have opinions and they will support and they will denounce things that I say. I don't think that people should blindly follow people without questioning their motive, the reasons why they say things and do things. How would you like to respond to the article that NBA Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did for The Hollywood Reporter? <laughs> um, Ouch. So I would say a couple things to this. The first thing I will say is he is correct in the fact that there are a lot of challengers and there are a lot of reality TV people where it's their only goal to make it on the challenge, come into a season with a storyline and a predetermined plan, um, make up stuff uh, for the camera. Like they'll, they'll, they'll try it. They'll make fake fights. They'll, they'll make fake hookups and all this stuff just for storyline and camera time. Um, their Twitter, their social media and all that stuff. Like they will do things to try and leverage their followers. Um, I can't relate to that because 
if I don't care if you want to follow me or not, I'm going to go, I'm going to compete. I'm going to fucking hurt people. If I, if I, if I have the opportunity to, I'm going to win. If I lose, I'm going to take it on the chin. Uh, I'll be humble when I lose. The fact that MTV is pulling from other areas, I look at it as, you know, how soccer pulls from other countries, the English premier league, La Liga and all that stuff. Um, basketball, the NBA does the same thing. Um, baseball, MLB does the same thing. They're not urinating in their pool. If you bring a bunch of people from a bunch of different areas, the cream is always going to rise to the top. And that's how I view it. Uh, competition is always going to breed competition. Uh, if you're bringing in people who suck, people, yeah, people who suck, you ain't going to tell me that bringing in some, some motherfucker like turbo two-time Turkish survivor champ <laughs> is urinating in the pool of this. You ain't going to tell me that bringing in someone like Theo, uh, a, an Olympic athlete is urinating in the pool. Um, you know, I've already proven that bringing people from big brother isn't urinating in the pool. Um, you know, it's, it's almost like the way I look at it is I talk so much shit because I want these OGs to raise their level. I want them to train harder in the off season. I want them to come into games with a different game plan that they've done for the past 10, 12 seasons, because I want to bring out the best in them. That's, that's, that's how I go into every season. And if you bring in the best and you bring in the higher level of competition, everybody's going to raise their level or they're going to lose and they're going to get eliminated. And that's it. I love that you're there to compete right away. Like even before you came on the challenge, you did your first um, challenge mania podcast with, I was like, wow, like I don't, I, I didn't see big brother. I didn't know who you were. I'm like, wow, like this guy's like, just by hearing your voice and seeing like, how you wanted like to be in the challenge. I'm like, all right, I know him to be a fan of his. I know he's there to compete. He doesn't give a shit about Instagram followers or bullshit storylines. He wants to actually win. And that's why I'm a big fan of yours. I appreciate that, man. Like, I think, I think a lot of people get a negative connotation, you know, cause like my, my big brother game was completely downplayed because what challenge fans loved in final reckoning in the sense of me snapping and being at people's throats, big brother fans hate it. Like they hated that. They hated that when people fucked with me, I got in their face. They hated that. I would fuck with people's brains. Like if I would win a competition and be like, Hey, you're going home just so you know, you know, they hated, they hated that. They looked at it as um, bullying. They looked at it as being misogynistic. They looked at it as all that. Uh, and I just, I, like, my biggest takeaway from Big Brother is I was like, damn, people really didn't see my gameplay for what it was because they were too busy crying about things that are fucking real world issues, but not in a game issues, you know? So that's my biggest thing is it's like, Everybody constantly right now are coming at me for shit that human, like no human's perfect, but like, you're really going to try and downplay why I'm there. Like I was supposed to be on vendettas. I tore every ligament in my ankle literally the day before flying out. If I was on vendettas as a single, everybody's <laughs> idea of me would have been different because there would have been no team attachment. And no you know, Kyle. would have just been, yeah, there would have just, yeah, there would have been no Kyle. That would have been it. <laughs> connected, so like, you think? I would have been like, "Look, I'm a real badass. This motherfucker is just pretending." Um, <laughs> so you think you would have got her before Kyle if you would have been on there? Oh, without a doubt. That's that's you know, just, yeah. That's like me and talk about it all the time. If I if I was on Vendetta's, Kyle would have been old news. Um, 
But that's neither here nor there because I can give credit to the kid for making it to a final using social game only. Um, to the fact where he was being put in the Troika when he wasn't even winning, you know, just because people were like, well, if we put him in the Troika, he's going to do what we say. And he did. You know what I mean? So it's like, and even, even in this season, I found it like I would sit there and I'd be like, nobody realizes how good his social game is. That's why I need him fucking gone because he's literally convincing all you people that you should work with him. And I'm getting rid of all of his Alliance members one by one by one. I was like, but he's convincing new people to work with him. I was like, it's, it's mind blowing, but it's, it's a good social game. You know what I mean? Like he has one of the best social games period end of story yes i'm giving him a compliment no that doesn't mean that it's an olive branch yes i'm still always going to come after him but he has one of the best social games and if you don't get him out early he will get the numbers and next thing you know you'll be like damn i didn't realize everybody in the house was against me all right so here at love war challenges we have to play a little game called lwc it's basically like the game fuck mary kill but we're okay. putting a little challenge to it. So we're going to give you a group of three people, and you're going to either choose to love them, which is by you're going to send them to the final with you, go against them in the final, or you can bring them to war with you by sending them home right away. Or if you challenge them, you're going face-to-face in an elimination. So our first group is Kyle, Zach, and Bananas. Bring Johnny to a final. Oh, Send Kyle home and go head to head with Zach in an elimination. I can sound that. <laughs> this wasn't even yeah. hard. <laughs> only because, only because, you know, and I would love to go against Zach in a head to head thing because I've got him with speed and agility. He's got me with size. Um, I would love to see how it w- would work out with my wrestling and jujitsu background against his football background. Uh, if we had to go head-to-head banger to see if it had to go to the ground, what would happen uh, with that? Um, I think it w- I think it would be fun. I think it would be cool. And you know, if if I'm being honest, I think it would shut a lot of people up in the sense of uh, always saying that I have uh, that I'm short because I'm taller than most of the challengers. Other than fucking, <laughs> other than CT, Kyle, Zach, Leroy, like I'm either the same height. We're taller than most of the challengers. Why so do I don't everybody understand. bring up your height? I don't get it. I think it was because when me and Devon got into a fight in the jury house, she was like, Paul, you need to be at least six, t- six feet tall to talk to me. I, like, <laughs> I was like, Devon, you're fucking five. I was like, and you're wearing three-inch heels. You're six foot right now. I was like, yeah, I ain't six foot. I'm like, the shit. Damn, I can't escape it now because of you. Dang it, Devon. Always bringing in those things right there. Well, speaking of Devon... You have her, Natalie, and Morgan. That's a good one. Damn. It, but in the, so like one-on-one, damn, that's all right. Well, so, it'll make a puzzle so, type of thing. Okay, we'll so, go ahead, head, so, head. so I'd bring, I'd bring Natalie to the final. Um, I'd send Morgan home cause she is, she's good. Um, and I would go against Devon in elimination because in eliminations, She's good. So if I if I'm gonna go against somebody in eliminate in an elimination, I want to go against somebody that can add to my resume, or I can be like, okay, I can I can I can respect losing to that person. And our next group is the three members of Young Bitch: Corey, Nelson, and Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I would, man, that's a tough one because because Hunter and Nelson are both good in eliminations. Going against Corey in a final would be like light work. Hunter and I have been through a lot of stuff together. I'd have to bring Hunter to a final. I'd have to bring Hunter to a final, especially because he got 500K taken away from him. Mm. Um, so then I'd have to send Corey home because I don't like layups in the game. And even though Corey's my boy, <laughs> even though Corey's my boy, I love, I love Corey. Love Corey. I am a like true and true. I am not the type of person that likes to bring layups to a final. I like to send them home early so that it's just the best of the best going to the end. I don't give a fuck if like, I know for a fact I can outrun like a lot of people. That doesn't mean that I don't want to go against in a final, someone like Joss or Jordan who can run almost as good as me, if not better than me on, on a given day, I'd rather go against them in a final running wise than, you know, someone that I know I could smoke, but Nelson, I'd go against him in elimination because he's got an elimination record. Uh, that's pretty solid. And I'd like to see, I'd like to see what that's all about. Last but not least, Ashley Kane, Bear, and Theo. Um, I would bring, I would bring Theo to a final. Once again, same thing with uh, going against someone who I want. When I beat them, or if they beat me, I want to be able to be like, I won. I know I won. Won against someone who's good. Um, if I lose to them, I can be like, they were better than me. Fair enough. I would send Bear home right away because he, very good. Like he has a method to his madness and he can get in people's ears and he's got um, charm and he is a fucking pot stirrer. And so, you know, I look at that. Anybody who relies on strategy. So I'm going to send anybody that can turn people against me home. So that's someone like bear, right? It would be someone like Devin. Um, uh, Wes has that ability, but Wes is also a competitor. Um, and then I would go against Ashley in an elimination just because, I mean, he's fucking huge, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> I want to I see, I want to see if his muscles can last or if they are only like 30 seconds, you know, in something. Bet. I think uh, popcorn muscles is a, is a term that's usually used <laughs> when it comes yeah. to those. I think yeah. he openly right. stated his stamina is not the best. As as Turbo calls it, uh, Turbo, we would we would laugh and we would say we would joke around about people who, you know, look good but wouldn't be able to be worth a dime. Would be like, oh, that's easy meat, you know, because like <laughs> after, after after they burn out, you know, all the muscles mean nothing. You can move them around like a baby. So one of my most favorite things to do is uh, word association. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you a challenger name and you give us the first word or maybe two words that comes to mind. You ready? Okay. Yeah. All right. Got it. Cara. My queen. Mm. Night. We're doing, a, <laughs> we're doing word association and they said your name. She's a night queen. <laughs> she may be a knight to everybody else, but she's my queen. Oh, yo, that's dope as fuck. That's spot. adorable. All right. Uh, Natalie. Glitter princess. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda. Um, misunderstood. Oh, all okay. right. Zach. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> giant crybaby. Uh, Wes. 
a mastermind. I respect that. Mikey P. Kale's boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, you didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you didn't think we were going to bring it up, did you? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's see. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shailene. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking Shailene. That's yeah, Shailene. The word association that can go with Shailene is Shailene. <laughs> like, like, and the reason why I say that is because, like, you can say, like, if someone completely tanks an elimination, you can be like, "Yo, you just pulled a Shailene." Uh, uh, someone oh. completely tanks, someone completely tanks the challenge. You can be like, "Man, you Shailene that challenge." Um, but we meant it. We meant it in the nicest ways possible because she was such a sweetheart. But like, she just like she tried so hard, which is like so credible. But she was just, I mean. That- that's dope because he said that uh, you know her effort wasn't there. So it, it's nice that you're able to come through on on the amount of oh, effort that she put her, in. Her effort was there. It's just that tiny little. Th- her arms could not pull those fucking sandbags. Poor thing, uh, at all. She's a sweetheart, at least from what I've seen. Uh, you know, I know she didn't get along with Ninja and D. They have their own reasons. It's not my place to comment on it. I didn't have a problem with Shailene. Speaking of which, the next one is going to be Ninja. She was like a heart attack for me because she would start climbing things and I'd be like, we have to compete. <laughs> Stop it. She's like, I don't want to mountains. And I'm like, I don't care. Mountains, <laughs> like, you know, like our mountains. Like if you fall, like, you know, that, that's on you. But like if you fall here and, you know, you get hurt, we're, you know, we're done. Ninja's a heart attack. Heart attack. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Bananas. All right, I guess I won't. I won't say tiny dick because everybody uses that. But I'll say I don't want. I don't want to use egomaniac because I don't want to say. Uh, I don't want to use. I don't want to use all the things that he'll be like. He's obsessed now. I'll just say about Johnny, he's disappointing potential. He does have it within himself to win again, but it's just disappointing that. He refuses to he refuses to be the Johnny Bananas that got him to be Johnny Bananas. He has now turned into the excuse making um, defeated king. I mean, he's lost it, you know, and I want to see him get that devious look in his eyes that he always had. That lets me know that he's there to play and he just he doesn't have it anymore. You know, so I'm hoping that he get I'm hoping that he gets back. Maybe fucking me talking so much shit to him finally gets him to do it. <laughs> I hopefully I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to bring the old Johnny back. Well, seventy five percent of this podcast definitely agrees with you. Couple more. <laughs> 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 All right. So, Marie, flip flopper. <gasps> All right. She <laughs> like. Can I tell you? Here's a story about Marie. After Final Reckoning, she FaceTimes me, bawling her eyes out, saying, Paulie, I don't, you, I'm calling you because you know how to deal with all the hate on social media. I can't deal with this. Like, you know, can I talk to your therapist? You know, can you be someone that I talk to when I turn to? And I'm like, yeah, Marie, of course. Like, you know, like, I'm always here for that. Like, I'm not one to try and, like, you know, fucking do this shit. Like, if you ever need, like, here, here's my therapist number. Here's all this shit. And she literally a week fucking later is, is tweeting nasty shit about me. I'm like, I can't help this girl. She, she's a flip flopper. 
It's fucking, it's so, I've just learned to just not deal with her and not give a fuck what she says or does. You know, I used to feel bad for her. Now I don't. You know, I definitely saved the best for last. Cow. Paper tiger. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You don't know what I'm like, tiger? explain, please. So I don't know paper, what that is. A paper tiger is um, what you call... We would use it in wrestling and we would use it in um, soccer when you have a team or a wrestler that just pads their stats against shitty competition. So on paper, they look fucking dominant, but then you go against them and you fucking maul them. So paper tiger for Kyle is because he's tall. When he comes in the season on steroids for at least the first two weeks, he's big. Um, uh and like he has all the tangible qualities to be dominant, but then he's just not, you know what I mean? So he looks intimidating, um, but he's, but he's not, you know, like he, he puts on the facade, you know, it's almost like even like, even in the tribunal, like when I watch it back, you know, like I, you know, we, we can laugh about it or whatever, but like, even at the point where he likes that thing, he's like, Oh, I don't, you know, why don't you come down there and say, like, anybody who knows anything about whether someone is about it or not, like, it's almost as if he was saying it, but the look in his face was like, I'm just saying this because if I don't say this, I look like a fucking bitch. Mm. You know, so it's like he said it and was like, well, this is going to happen. All right, now it's got to happen. Hoping that I would be stupid enough to hit him and go home, but... I kind of knew that that's why he was doing it. So, you know, I was trying from that point on, then I was trying to provoke him at every twist and turn to just swing and swing and swing and swing. And, but I, we both, we both knew that we, we were trying to get each other to do it. But you know, that, uh, the last, um, uh, tribunal that you went into, <laughs> you know, you guys, uh, you know, I, I thought it was real funny because you guys was definitely a lot more civil while also making it clear that you guys were going um, to go back and forth at each other. Now, Marie, now, Marie, you recently dropped a tweet saying that you guys actually FaceTime. Uh, I do like the civility. I do Who, like... Me and Marie? Uh, Marie said that you and Kyle FaceTime. She said we that in a tweet never, earlier today. We never FaceTime. Once again, this is Marie's thing. We we have spoken on the phone. Like when everything went down, he did give me the decency of like reaching out and kind of being like, look, man, respect, you know? And like I, I was able to talk to him and be like, respect. You know what I mean? Um, we can't give away how the season plays out, which is why Marie is such a fucking moron for always putting things like that, that then require an explanation. All everybody needs to know is that we had a conversation when everything in December was going down. And he even then said to me, was like, look, man, I'm sorry that you're going through this. I can tell that you both love each other. Um, I saw it in the, in the house. I saw, you know, uh, the way that you guys interacted, the way you guys were, um, uh, you know, as much as it hurt me to see, you know, but he's like, I'm like, bro, it didn't hurt you. You had a girlfriend home, but we were able to joke around <laughs> and we were able to kind of be like, look, man, respect. We're still going to fucking come at each other. Um, like by no means is this a ceasefire. Um, and I was like, you know, I was like, just know that like, you know, I won't make it personal. 
you don't need to make it personal. I think we can leave the relationship out of it, whether, whether, you know, Car and I work out, you know, through, if we get through this or not, we can leave the relationship out of it. Uh, Cause at this point, you know, after what you put me through on final reckoning and what I'm putting you through right now on the season, um, we can say that we owe each other every single season to come at each other. Um, which is why it's, you know, it's always disheartening for people to kind of be like, Oh, you know, tired of this, tired of that. It's like, well, what other fucking, what other rivalries are going on? I'm not tired of it. You I know think what I mean? it's fucking like, awesome. You know, like there's like, it's like what I, what I go back to, like where people are like, Oh, you know, it'll never be bananas and West. It's like, yeah, you're right. That has been years in the making and they're both their own fucking legends. You know what I mean? But you know, I'm going to fucking keep going after this guy. And you know, if he doesn't, if he's not worthy enough of being my rival by being able to compete or dodge bullets or stay in a game. And if I'm not able to do the same thing, and new rivalries come, like, I, I welcome all challengers. Let's get you out of here on Paulie's last words. What do you say to all of the haters and all of the doubters that question if you are the right person to lead this new school of challengers? I'm not going to ask people to believe in me, right? I'm not going to ask people to back me. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say like when I first got out of Big Brother, I got interviewed and people were like, what do you, what do you have to say to your fans and haters? And I was like, to all my fans, thank you for the support. I appreciate the love. Um, and I said to all my haters, hey, fuck you. You know, that was, that was my words <laughs> right there outside of Big Brother. Uh, I think it's got a nice ring to it. If you don't think that I am the one to lead the new age of the challengers, if you don't think I, that I'm the heir to the throne, uh, if you don't think that I will become the new face, that's fine. I'm not here to say I am. I'm here to say that, let me prove it to you. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is give me a chance to prove it to you. I'm not gonna sit here and call myself the face. I've never sat there and called myself the face. I've said that the throne is vacant. I've stated a fact. I've said that the throne is up for the taking. I've stated a fact. Um, I've said that the challenge has needed new blood over the years, that the challenge has needed the game to be changed. That is a fact. I have, in two seasons, already done that. Those are the facts. I came in my rookie season. I did not kiss anybody's ass. I could have. I didn't. Rookies still come in kissing everybody's ass. What rookie is being that outspoken this season other than bear <laughs> true <laughs> bear's crazy you know what i mean i came into my second season still not wanting to kiss ass i could have made amends with everybody but i was like eh, you know what fuck all of you still you know what i mean <laughs> and it's like that's how i'm always gonna be if you want to i'm always down to be the bigger person but i'm never going to kiss someone's ass it already backfired in my face when it came to being the bigger man with johnny uh, so I'm never going to do that again. Absolutely. I definitely got you. Hey, Bananas, why don't you send us off? All right. Thank you so much, Paulie, for giving us your time. Really appreciate you coming on our show. Um, I'm glad we were able to talk about like what's going on in your life the last few months, the ups and downs and everything in between. Um, I, I look forward to seeing you shutting up all the haters on Twitter, man. I, I love it. And I hope we see you again soon on here. I appreciate that, man. Thank you guys for having having me on here. You know, I am, I am, I am here for your entertainment. I am here to entertain you guys. So if you are wanting me to fail, I've done my job. If you're wanting me to succeed, I've done my job. If you're entertained, 
and I've definitely done my job. If I can evoke an emotional response out of you, I've done my job. Good or bad, at least you made the people react to you in a certain way. And if you're not here for that, then what are you really here for? If you're not doing that, you're fucking Then you're here for wallpaper. Nobody Facts. likes wallpaper. <laughs> Facts, B. <laughs> <laughs> right, there you have it, pod stars. Paulie Calafiore himself. Such a great guest to have on. It was a pleasure having him on. Keep a lookout for more Challenge Preparators and other guests who may appear on our show. But first, you have to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, LWC Podcast. Subscribe and listen on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Make sure you drop us some five stars and give us a great review on how much you love this show. Till next time. Peace. Peace. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Thank God that actually came out pretty fucking perfect, so...